Hey, 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 everybody, what's going on? It's Carl Cruz, and you're listening to a version of the KC Get the Movies podcast. Well, everybody, not doing a normal episode this week. We're going to do a classic edition of everything I watched. This month's edition, of course, was February. Uh, so let's talk about all the films. I'm going to go for all the films I watched in February um, in the diary on Letterboxd. Uh, I believe we have... We've got, we got, got a few here. There's a few I can talk about. Um, there's some I have talked about in the podcast before. So if you want to get um, information about that film, uh, you can listen to the, um, the other podcast. And I also want to talk about... I want to talk about the whole... I want to talk about the elephant in the room at the moment, uh, which is the... Uh, the coronavirus, and especially what that means to the entertainment industry, because we have a lot of films uh, delayed at the moment. We've got a lot of films coming to streaming and VOD. So after we talk about all the February films, I want to talk about just about, I want to run through, not all, but most of the films that have been delayed and what release dates they're looking at for the rest of the year. I don't normally, I tried to do movie news a while ago, but it just didn't really work out because I saw a lot of outfits already doing it already. Outlets, sorry, we're already doing it already. So, um, but I feel that this is a this is an important topic to talk about because we're talking about you know cinema, you know going to the cinema, movie going activity. This is something that I do almost every single week, and um, this will definitely definitely impact that. And uh, looking at ways so we can still watch these films and um, and and perhaps support the filmmakers as well. So we're talking about that after the. Uh, all the movies in February. So let's get to it. Uh, let's open up Letterboxd. Well, the first film was Birds of Prey and the Fantapolis Emancipation of One Holly Quinn. However, that got changed, as we all know, to Birds of Prey, colon, Holly Quinn. Um, if you guys want to know more about that, I did a podcast on that, so you can listen to that when you want to. But I think we all know how I feel about it. Um, I think Marley's... Marley. <laughs> Marley's... Uh, her constant fourth wall breaking and everything, um, it worked at times, but it did get in the way of the storytelling, and the whole movie is very, very plot-driven, there's very thin character development, there's only some great moments given to Harley, and some, some to, uh, given to, um, to Black Mask, and, um, Huntress, but everybody else in the film kind of feels like a side character, and they're not really that developed, um, but there's a good time, Matthew Liberty's cinematography is great, I think Kathy Gann's directing is good too, and, um, it's not a waste of time. It's it's good. It's good fun. It's probably one of the better DC films, I'd say. Um, but um, again, just wish there was a bit more substance to it. Then on the thirteenth of February, I checked out Miss Americana, which is the Taylor Swift documentary that's currently on Netflix at the moment. Um, it was played play the Sundance, and then they released it on Netflix. I'm not really a big fan of Taylor Swift. However, I do like some of her songs, so I did check out. I wanted to check out the documentary because I heard it was. Um, um, pretty interesting anyway and um it was it was pretty it was interesting to learn about um you know taylor's life and her deal with fame and and how that came to her at such an early age it goes through a lot of incidents that she went through in her career especially the the kanye incident at the uh, vmas award when he did that uh, i'm gonna let you finish speech and how heavy that impacted her only just you know she was i think she was 17 years old when it happened Reputation, I believe. No, no, Reputation had just come out. And then you see a lot of recording of her current album, Lover, which came out in August, I believe, last year. And uh, and then it takes a... 
it, it, take, it takes a turn at the end, which I was not expecting, but um, I was I was like I was fine of it. I thought it was a fine documentary. I know that some people are going to really like the direction it takes in the end, but I was just like I kind of liked the the first half more than the second half. Uh, after that, the fourteenth, very next day, I checked out Doctor Sleep, the three hour director's cut that Mike Flanagan had done. Um, I appreciated more character moments, extended dialogue, and the added music score. And uh, this particular cut of the film has it split into six chapters, six titled chapters, which, um, re- like oddly, g- give it a better pacing and lets the film uh, have room to breathe. So um, I don't see there much difference between this and the theatrical. Um, it is about, you know, it's 15 minutes longer. The theatrical goes for about two hours and 45, I believe. Uh, 2035. So, I don't really see... Actually, actually 30. I'm looking at my um, my letterbox review. I'm not trying to go verbatim, but I don't really see... Uh, you can save for an extra 30 minutes. I'd say that. I would recommend this over the theatrical, to be honest. Um, it's got some more stuff in it. got more character development. And um, I, I enjoyed it. Overall, I enjoyed it. Rating still remains the same, as I said here in my review here. and um, But I still have the same issues I did have with the theatrical, because that stuff is still in the film as well. After checking out Miss America, I checked out Taylor Swift's Reputation Stadium Tour on Netflix, just to see how it would look. Um, again, I only like a few of her songs. I, I like certain songs from certain albums. I'm not a huge fan. I did enjoy the show, though. Um, I just thought there was no reliance of that, that that slow motion flash thing that they use a lot. And I'm not really a fan of this the songs from the Reputation album anyway, so uh, most of it um, was not for me. But I still enjoyed myself. I think I gave it three stars. 20th of February, uh, even though it came out on Valentine's Day, I checked out Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. And once again, you can uh, hear about that on the uh, on the Birds of Prey podcast that I did with, um, when I talked about Birds of Prey and Sonic. But again, had a good time, loved Jim Carrey, loved Ben Schwartz as uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Jason, James Marsden was fine, so was his uh, girlfriend. The, the actress that plays girlfriend. I always forget. I always forget her name. Um, but movie was fun. It was fun. Speed me up. Waves. Rewatch Waves. I don't even know I rewatch Waves. This movie is incredible. I've talked about this so many fucking times on this podcast. If you have not seen Waves, please watch Waves. Sorry for blowing your ears out there. 23rd of February, I checked out Shadow, which is the, uh, the new film. Um... I know, I, I did the, oh, sorry, I did the, sh- the, the uh, Sonic podcast with Shadow. Um, I forgot, I'm, forget, I'm forgetting about my own content. Um, yes, this is the new film from uh, Zhang Yimou, who did uh, House of Flying Daggers. And uh, this film's incredible, as I talked about. It's uh, It takes a while to get into, but it has great action, great use of black and white, and some good fight scenes as well. Some pretty, pretty brutal stuff as well. Um, and oddly Shakespearean, but really liked it, really liked it. Then I checked out In Search of Darkness, which is a four-hour documentary on 80s horror. Um, it is very, very interesting. Um, I would have liked more exploring on, like, different aspects of other films that came out during that time, um, because I do highlight some of the main ones, but I'd love to see some other ones highlighted as well. And they, I wish I just talked about because I do dive into things like acting and special effects and stuff like that. But um, 
I just wish they they talked about like more more stuff. Um, but I uh, you know I cannot I cannot commend and respect enough the effort that um, went into making this this huge huge documentary. So if you love eighties horror, or if you want to know more about eighties horror like I did, um, this is definitely the the bible to check out. Then I watched Pete Davidson's Alive from New York, his new stand-up special, which came to Netflix. Um, I liked it. Um, I think I gave it the same, the same rating I give uh, SMD from, I gave SMD from 2016. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Pete Davidson. Uh, I like his jokes. And, uh, but this special is definitely his weakest special, in my opinion. It's very intimate. There are some more personal jokes, but I still think it's his weakest opinion, uh, a weakest special. I like SMD better than this one. And, um, the stuff at the end with Ariana Grande, and then he does more 9-11 jokes about his dad. Love the 9-11 jokes, but the stuff about Ariana Grande does come up. So if you're curious, if he talks about his big dick and Ariana Grande, he does do that in the latter half of the special. But, as I said, I think I like SMD. Uh, much more. He, he really oddly seems uh, uncomfortable as well, which is not uh, unusual for him. He does have a, like a weird, well, not one's not say weird, but odd stance and how he um, carries himself. But he just seems very unsure of himself and and nervous in the special. I don't know. He keeps looking down at the ground a lot and doesn't do that um, when I watch him do his other uh, performances. So. I don't know, weird, but I didn't, I still enjoyed it, I think I've watched it, I've, I've watched it twice now, so I've, I've enjoyed it, Visible Man, and Guns Akimbo, so with one day after the other, Visible Man, I've talked about it that in the podcast, loved it, mostly loved it, wasn't a fan of the third act, loved Elizabeth Moss, and I hope Lee Winnell keeps making films, because he is great, Guns Akimbo, good, good fun, good, brutal fun, Went to a one-night-only screening of this and had a good time. Didn't didn't feel like a waste of my time, but there's a lot to be cleaned up about it. The, the humor doesn't work for me. And um, after hearing what the director did with this this film, oh my god, there's no there's a reason why I probably got dropped on VOD the very next day. And then on the 29th of February, our last film here, I with a few friends sat and watched. Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. You guys might know that uh, last month I talked about watching Old Boy and uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. This is Sympathy for Lady Vengeance um, at times uh, called just Lady Vengeance. Um, this was really good. I think this one, I really like Old Boy, but agreeing with after marinating on it and, and thinking about it for a while, this one might be my favorite of the trilogy. Um, very, very oddly funny as well, but very, very definitely the darkest of the three, involving a very a, a lot of themes that I don't want to really bring up, but very, very effective. Love it. It feels like it has more finality to it, and and there it just it just feels more cathartic. And um, I like those kind of endings, especially when they're done like this. Simply feel Lady Vengeance. So, if you haven't seen any of the films in this trilogy, Old Boy. I mean, it starts off with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, then Old Boy, then Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. So, watch all three of those. They are kind of like a spiritual trilogy going on there. Do watch all three of those. They are really, really, really good. Um, had a really, really good time with these films. Really, really liked them. So, check them out. Those are my big recommendations, I think, for February. If I had to recommend you some just to watch, definitely those three. 
I've I've talked about waves enough and shadow. Check out shadow. All right, that will do for February. That's gonna wrap it up. Um, March is looking pretty dwindling because the movie theaters are closing and movies aren't even happening now. Um, they're getting delayed or put on VOD. So currently I only got two now for March in that diary there. But yeah, currently being delayed or put on VOD. So using that as a segue, let's talk about it. So if you've been living under a rock, there has been a virus going around called coronavirus. It's affecting a lot of people. It's especially affecting a lot of countries. Countries are shutting down. Shops are shutting. People are buying toilet paper, hand sanitizer, everything. They, they, it's the end of the world, according to these people, um, these mass buyers. It's affecting businesses as well, especially small local businesses are no longer getting their business because no one's going outside. A lot of people are practicing self-isolation and um, social distancing. It is because of that, no one's going to the theater. So no one's spending the money on these films and uh, no one's giving the movie business its business. So what people are doing now, what the studios are doing with their current movies that are coming out, is they're delaying or uh, releasing films on video on demand. So I thought I'd first off just go with the films that have been delayed. Now, the reason they're doing this is because obviously you do not want to release a film into theaters not making any money. Especially if you're looking at big production studios like um, Universal Studios, Disney... Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at um, Disney and Universal, definitely the biggest ones here. Universal ones, you know, Fast and Furious 9, Visible Man, Hunt, um, stuff like that. But A24 has been hit. My baby. My baby A24 has been hit as well. First Cow has been pushed back as well. And that's been released in August. It did come out in America. I haven't seen it anywhere in Australia here. But I think it'll be... It's looking like it's going to be re-released in America. And I think... Most of the releases that are supposed to come out will be pushed towards like August, September, October, around there. I'm going to run through a list of the movies that have been um, delayed, just in case you didn't know about it. So, 007 No Time to Die was supposed to come out on April 1st, 2020, has been pushed to November 25th, I believe. November 25th, 2020. <laughs> uh... Quiet Place Part 2, which was supposed to be released this week. I was thinking about going to see a special screening of it, an early screening of it. Um, has not been, has been fully pulled from the schedule. Krasinski put up a post saying that they're going to take it down. And um, they're going to pull it from the schedule. I think it's been pulled, it's pulled completely from Paramount's uh, release schedule. So... That has been taken away as well. That has just been delayed. There is no title um, release date, no new release date for that one. Peter Rabbit 2 has also been pulled. Its new release date is August 7th. Fast and Furious 9 has been pulled by Universal Studios. It's been moved to April 2nd, 2021. Uh, the Lovebirds starring Kamal Nanjani and... Um, oh, I, always, I always forget her name. Issa Rae. I, I, I get her, for some reason I get her mixed up with Tracy Ellis Ross. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Kamano Johnny and Issa Rae, the lovebirds. That looked really funny. It looks really funny, um, but it's also just been delayed. No new release date for that one. Milan, Disney, Big Boy, uh, been delayed. 
supposed to come out March 26th. Just been delayed and definitely no new release date for that one either. New Mutants on the same day has been delayed. No new release date on that. However, I could see New Mutants being released on Disney+. Plus. I get the big release of Milan not being put on Disney+, Plus because of you know how much money that could make potentially. Given all of the production problems and everything that has happened behind the scenes with New Mutants, I wouldn't be surprised if they just dropped that on Disney+. Plus. Like, I, and it wouldn't be... I could, I could see it happening. I could see it happening. Antlers as well, which is, I believe, the Searchlight, not Disney. Searchlight, but now Disney owns Fox. That has been delayed. No new release date for that either. First Cal, A24, is going to be re-released, re-released in August. It's currently playing in cinemas. They're pulling it. They're going to re-release that in August. Deerskin has been delayed. No new release date for that. The Climb, which played at Sundance this year. Everyone liked it. It was like a black comedy. Uh, everyone really, really enjoyed that film at Sundance. It was supposed to play this week. However, not been, it's, I think it's been pulled or not going to happen. It's been delayed. No new release date for that either. And the big, big news today, this morning, as of today, March 18th, 2020, Disney's biggest, probably its biggest release of the year, Black Widow, has been pulled from release schedule. It has been delayed. There is no new release date either being set for Black Widow. I think they're looking at dates in later in the year. I'm, I'm thinking August, September, October. As most organizations and, and um, companies are looking to push of all of their events to uh, August, September, October, thinking that's when the virus is going to die down. Again, I'm not the expert on the stuff. I don't know. But most of the things I've been hearing about have been pushed to um, August, September, October. Looking around there, I think they're going to look around there. So those are the films that have been that are going to get delayed, and more are going to get delayed. It's just going to happen, and they're going to look for new dates to push them out. As of this week, however, studios have been have announced that they're going to release their films on video on demand. So Universal's The Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma are supposed to come out Friday, March thirtieth. Uh, March twentieth. Sorry, thirtieth. So that was such confidence as well. <laughs> uh, Friday, March 20th, the, those films were supposed to come, uh, supposed to hit VOD. I believe they're going to have them at the same price as a ticket price, however. So they won't be on, like, you can't rent it from, like, I, I guess you couldn't be able to rent it for, like, five bucks or anything like that. I think it's going to be um, the same price as a ticket price, which is um, fine. I think my friend and I are already thinking of doing, uh, watching The Hunt together. And um, doing a bit of a uh, co-live stream, watching that together because of this whole self-isolation stuff going on. So we're thinking about doing that. And as of last night, Birds of Prey and The Gentleman are looking at a VOD release of March 24th, which is next Wednesday, I believe. Uh, March, Tuesday. March 24th is Tuesday. So, that is what's going on with the entertainment industry at the moment. The industry is said also to lose, this is a, a number I saw, I don't know if it's, a, it's an exact number, it sounds approximate, but it's looking to lose about $26 billion during this whole, this whole outbreak, this whole uh, situation. Uh, we're going to lose a lot of money. Companies are going to lose a lot of money. Yeah, that's it. That's the new information that I have. 
and I'm hoping to watch The Hunt and Emma uh, this weekend. Looking forward to that. Now, it does pay me to to, say, to actually see these um, films at home. I really wanted to see um, these films in cinemas, really. I wanted to, really wanted to see The Hunt in, um, in cinemas um, because I love going to the cinema. I, I almost do it every single week. Um, if there's a new movie out, I will go and see it. That is what I do. I also do it for the podcast, but I also love doing it for my well-being because that's just who I am. I just love going to the cinema. It's something that it's, it's like almost practicing a religion. Um, I love going to the movies to watch a movie. So it's going to be, I'm not going to lie, it's going to be hard over the next month or so just not going to the cinema and not actually experiencing a film on the big screen. Um, I mean, imagine if these films didn't even happen. Imagine watching uh, something like No Time to Die on just like your telly and not in the cinema with great sound and and fully appreciating the experience that you get. Um, just imagine that. It's it's heartbreaking. Um, but it is. It, I see why it is necessary during this time to do all this stuff and take these extra precautions. So it's going to be for us movie buffs and film buffs and uh, movie lovers. It's going to be hard over the next over the next month. Um, I know <laughs> a friend of mine is also is in self isolation. Is already um, hating it. Fifteen hours in, twelve hours in. I think what he told me last was like fifteen hours, but um, already hating it. But so we're trying to set up these little events where we could co co live stream with each other and watch the movie together. Um, because. I don't even like being alone for that long, man. I don't even like being alone for that long. I love being around people. So, um, it's it's interesting to see all the different ways that people are trying to get around this. And and I like brainstorming ways with my friends so we can get around this and still enjoy these things together. However, not, you know, practicing these social distancing techniques and still enjoying the things that we love together. So, that is what I got to say. Try and some find some ways around it. Keep your head up. Keep smiling. Wash your hands. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Um, just some updates before I go for this week. Uh, as of this podcast recording, I've got uh, the belated episode of the podcast up right now. The Invisible Man and Guns Akimbo episode. The episode 86 of the podcast. That is up right now. This will be going up tonight. And hopefully this week I'll be putting up something on, um, there'll be some re-uploads of uh, the Shadow Review, the Sonic Review separately for that episode. There'll, there'll, be some re- there'll be some uploads of the Visible Man Review separately and the Guns Akimbo Review and Controversy. So I'll be looking to do separate YouTube uploads for those as well as new content. Um up on the YouTube channel. I'm, I'm trying to go through the troubleshooting of that at the moment and trying to work all that out. Um, as for things that I am currently doing with my uh, my projects and everything, it looks like production for most of the things, because um, I really wanted to start, because this weather was starting to get cooler, so I was really going to start shooting some fun police stuff uh, soon. That looks like it's going to not happen for a while, so just going to focus on writing and um, getting the current films that I'm editing at the moment out there for you guys and uh that's about it that that's that covers everything as i said stay safe wash your hands and uh i'll talk to you soon